Anthony Down Air podcast. On this episode, we got Marlins, we've got aliens, and we've got assholes. And we've got J Sabs here with us. How you doing, J Sabs? Which one of those am I? All three. Probably all three. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so all is quiet with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell right now. The latest there is uh, her defense attorneys are trying to get them to not release any nudity, any public nudity photos or anything like that, not put that into the public. So as we await to see the latest with that, uh, we'll talk about today's big news, which is that the Marlins home opener has been canceled after I think it's up to 14 people in the organization right now have tested positive for COVID-19. So this is definitely what you would consider an outbreak amongst the team. They canceled the home opener for the Marlins and they also canceled Yanks Phillies because the Marlins were playing the Phillies when this was all going down. So uh, as of right now, just two games canceled, but I would imagine that there's going to be more. There's going to be a lot more to come from this. Baseball, by the way, is one of, well, there's two out of the four major sports. Two of them have decided to go bubble city. That's the NHL and the NBA, which so far have proven to be okay. Also, Major League Soccer has, if you consider that one of the majors and they're doing okay. Um, We don't know yet about football because they're not going bubble city, obviously. And theirs is most interesting out of all of this because on a Major League Baseball roster, you've got 25 players. I think it's up to 30 now, and they have more with the minor league guys up there now because of the situation. But in football, you got 53 guys that you just dress alone. Is there, it that many? There's 53 guys that you dress on the uh, for preseason. They usually have 90 guys in camp. They downed it to 80 because they were like, 90 is too, we can't control 90. Let's go to 80, thinking that that was going to be better. <laughs> And now they have like that. And you look at what's happening in baseball. And it's obviously, obviously right now in Miami, it's one of the hot spots. Florida is one of the big states, over 400,000 cases. Um, California, New York. No, they're not it, up to that many, are they? New York, California, and uh, Florida, over 400,000 cases. The only three states Ooh. to top that number right now. Yeah, crazy. Isn't that crazy? And. It makes sense. Like it, it kind of, like when you look at it like that, it make, it's like, okay, obviously this makes sense that this popped up with the Marlins and not any other team. But still, I mean, these guys are supposed to be quarantining. They're supposed to be staying in. They're supposed to not be coming in contact with a lot of people. Now, nobody knows what exactly happened. ESPN has the story, and they really haven't uh, filed anything since breaking this news a couple of hours ago, but nobody knows if somebody really broke the rules or if this was more of some sort of a just accidental, you know, whatever. So the players are not allowed to really like see other people. That's the whole deal. I think their deal was as long as they, you know, if you go to the ballpark and then you go right home and everybody in your home is staying home, I think you were okay. I think that was their. That that's was, hard. That's super that's hard. That's hard to do. That's super hard. I mean, because, I mean, just think of our little situation in our group. Remember that whole thing that sparked a, a long conversation? signing letters saying you're not going anyplace yeah and that you know this is just like a town thing this is compared to mlb you know 
yeah, Janine's referring to in our little group of friends. Uh, some some friends of ours went to Vegas and then came back, and then while that was in the midst of that, it was deemed that if you came back from these states where there was large cases, you should be self quarantining. And so one of our friends is quarantining from her husband. <laughs> Um, and she's doing it because she doesn't want, cause the kids are going to some camp thing and she doesn't want that blowing up and getting out of control. But it's, it's by the way, which is why I supported her. It's asinine and difficult, but necessary during these times. Right. Like it's crazy to think like, a I totally get it too. I mean, a husband and wife would, wouldn't want to, you know, sleep in bed together, but uh, you know, this is what you like. So let's take that premise. Like if they're, you know, if you have uh, somebody's girlfriend or mom or uh, brother who went out to the grocery store just to pick up a couple of things and got it there, brought it back into the house, the house, by the way, still the biggest transmission of the virus, because if you happen to catch it somewhere, you are definitely spreading it to everybody in your house because you're in close proximity and you're not wearing masks and all that. Actually, I have to interrupt you there. Go ahead. Um, someone I know who's in the hospital over 100 days now. His wife or kids did not get the virus. And he was with them. So there's cases like this. But I agree the the house thing is the biggest transmitter. Yeah. Well, that that's what they that's what they're saying. And, you know, and it's funny because I know somebody whose uh, wife was a nurse and she went through it all. Didn't catch it at all. He didn't have See? it. She didn't catch it. She took all the, the, you know, she was masked up in PPE every day and took all her precautions. And I mean, most of the, most of the medical field, they, they all actually turned out okay because they were all taking those. Mm -hmm. I mean, sterilizing their hands and like, like that's in, that's second nature to them. You know, they know what they're doing when it comes to that stuff. Right. But then you also have the people that don't really believe this is a thing and they're like, ah, whatever. And they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And this is what's going to happen. You know, that's why, right. you know, I keep saying it's funny because people will yell at Trump and people will yell at Cuomo and Fauci and that's all fine and good. And you can blame all your problems on these people. But this thing is still out there and could care less who's in charge and who's not in charge. You know, they're 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 doing the best they can, putting guidelines in place to, to hope to stop this thing. That's all that, you know. And when you look at I think it's crazy that people are still getting it like it's, now. It's nuts. Right? It's nuts. Yeah. It's weird that we went through this horrific thing in New York where we were losing 800 people a day dying and we're able to get it under control only to watch it flare up in the rest of the country is like Right. is like kind of absurd. It's crazy. Because you know what? Everyone thinks it's not going to happen to me. That's what we all love to think. It's not going to happen to me. Or Actually, I just told Gaetano that yesterday. I'm like, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> or it's not in our How many times you hear, you know, a uh, hurricane or monsoon or this horrific thing. And then you, you check, you, you read it, you click on it. I was at uh, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And you just, you, you just move on. You're like, it's, not to me. it's not in my neighborhood, man. I'm good. I'm fine. No big deal. <laughs> you know? It's, it's just it's human nature. It's like kind of the way we are. But Major League Baseball has been awful at all. I mean, they were, by the way, first sport to say, hey, let's go to Bubble City. 
They were the first one. I remember talking about this on the radio and people calling me up going, that's insane. You can't get 30 teams into one city to play games. And I was like, I don't know. It kind of makes sense. And then shortly after the NBA and the NHL announced the same plans. And then why Major League Baseball abandoned it? I don't know. Other than the fact that Rob Manford is the biggest idiot in sports <laughs> today. He Wait, is. Uh, so the Yankees are all, put, I mean, like all the teams are playing in New York. No, they're all playing in their home. Oh, in their okay, that's what, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Rob Manfred, the commissioner, is the biggest idiot out of all of them because he's just been like, like every step of the way, he's just been awful in negotiating the contract and trying to get the games together and you know doing all this stuff. He's just been it's been one embarrassing failure after the next, and now we're here, and I'm not yes. really surprised. I'm not right. really surprised. And it's just gonna happen again. And by the way, his plan of like everybody like like when the thing with Bubble City is like the NHL is in two cities. They're in Edmonton and they're in Toronto. Okay. Um, the NBA is entirely in Orlando. They're on Disney property. Mm -hmm. The thing with that is, that is you, you have a lot more control over it. You know, it's just right. a control thing when you're in 30 different cities, you have no control over any of this. And all these guys are flying private. They're all taking these precautions in the clubhouse, which, by the way, we were told, like, there's going to be no high-fiving and no, you know, chewing gum and or spitting seeds or anything like that. I think for the most part, they're sticking by the seed thing. But the Mets, I was, I was watching the Mets the other day. Cespedes hit a home run. He came into the dugout. They were all over him. His teammates were all See? over him. Right. You know, it, it's like I know it's weird and awkward and everything, but again, these are things that you put in place because this shit can happen. Now, what happens if the Marlins, I think it's it's 14 people. From what I understand, it's like 11 players. So they can they can replace 11 players. That's easy because you got the minor leagues at your at your disposal right. so you can bring in minor league players and fill in the gaps. They'll be terrible, but it's the Marlins. So it's like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but if it's more than that and you, you're at a point where you, you're, you know, you're, you're missing out on a whole team. What are you going to, yeah, that's a different story. What are you going right. to do? You're just going to, that team's going to forfeit out. They're going to, they're going to miss two weeks of the sea because they, like it's one thing to say okay let they'll forfeit games for two weeks until they can get back and get healthy but you're in a 60 game season you you lose two weeks worth of games you're done you're out what's the point of continuing to play and they're playing games like i mean i know they always play games it's like every day every other day but i think they're playing like two games a day sometimes too right uh, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if about double headers. I have to look at the schedule, but the schedule is super concise. It's like 60 games exactly. in, in like 60 right. days or 70 days, right. whatever it is, 75 days. You know, there's not a lot of off days in baseball usually. I mean, like, here's the thing. I guess they're trying to make people feel some kind of normalcy with sports, baseball. Yes. America, America's game. Yes. Um, it's also big business. It's also big money. The thing oh, that yeah. a lot of people don't really understand about sports these days are, yes, your ticket costs a lot of money and it's like $400 for a family of four to go to a game. But the gate, as they call it, is such a, a low end of revenue in sports these days. It's about that TV money and that ad revenue because mm -hmm. 
people aren't watching regular TV anymore, but they're watching right. live television. So right. advertisers are paying premiums to be on sporting events because if not, what happens? People sit there and they fast forward through something that they've already taped. Mm -hmm. So the value of advertising on regular shows, yeah, you, everybody, the value of advertising on regular shows has plummeted so much and sports have become so coveted that that's where all the money is. And that's why you see these huge, you know, hundred million dollar deals, you know, for, for, or 10 year deals, billion dollar, whatever it is for, for sporting events, because they, they, they can get that much because they're the, basically the only game in town anymore. Right. Which is also why you've seen the rise of the live Broadway shows and, you know, live uh, Three's Company reunions or whatever they're doing, you know, bringing back old TV shows and doing them live. It's because they they live brings money in. Right. So so that's why they're back. They're not you know, that's why they could care less that they none of them have any issues with there being no fans in the stadiums. That does not bring in enough money to justify losing out on the TV money, which is why all these sports right. are going back. Well, thank you for explaining that to me because I didn't know that. It <laughs> was that what you were, were bringing up. That's I didn't even realize that you were bringing that up. I really didn't know. Yeah, that's why. OK, well, thank yeah. you. I mean, patri patri uh, patriotism and, and sense of normalcy. I guess so. But it's more like we don't want to turn back a whole pile of cash to ESPN. <laughs> because <laughs> What do we do with this money? Yeah, exactly. Well, you want it back? By the way, that's so funny that you say, what do we do with this money? Shit's already spent. Just look mm -hmm. at all the contracts of these. This is exactly. why you have guys signing $500 million contracts because all this TV money comes in. Yep. You know what I mean? I get and that. So you can't go out there and pay Patrick Mahomes and then not have that, not play the games to have that money to pay him because that shit's guaranteed yeah. now. Right. You Sorry. know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Major League Baseball, which is a shame because the Yankees were looking really good and definitely on their way to another championship. Okay. Um, so we'll see what I mean. That that comes from a suffering Mets fan there, but it's very very. I was going to say I'm a Mets fan, so. Uh, the Mets the, the Mets lost fourteen to one or whatever they did the last. I couldn't even watch the game anymore. Like, I'm so starved for sports, and the Mets still found a way to make me turn off the game in the fifth inning. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Let's talk about aliens now. This is kind of amazing, this story. And I've long been fascinated with aliens. I think for the most people, everybody is pretty intrigued by the whole alien thing, right? Definitely. Um, we continue to get into these... Uh, odd places of getting closer and closer to figuring things out. But long gone are the days where we're like, oh, there's aliens. And the government's like, oh, you're talking about. And we're oh, like, damn you, government. Too. Yeah. We're like, we know you're hiding it from us. And now we've kind of gone into the, the point where the government's like, all right, we're going to tell you some stuff. 
We got something to tell you. Everybody gather around Twitter because we're going to send some stuff out and it's going to be really, really interesting and intriguing to you guys. <laughs> Here you go. And we can thank Tom DeLong of Blink-182 for starting that stupid Alien Academy I mean, thing, whatever he obviously, started. Obviously, he knew yeah. what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Much more profitable in the Finding Alien games than in the, uh, you know, performing. Blink-182 games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the small things can't bring in the cash that an Alien video can bring in, as we learned. Um, so here's what happened. The New York Times uh, put out another piece just uh, two days ago that the uh, Pentagon is going to be releasing some uh, information on UFOs. And there's a lot to get into here, so we'll clarify as much as we can. Um, But essentially, the New York Times was pretty instrumental in publishing this piece. I think it was in 2017, and it was kind of the videos that Tom DeLong. There's like two or three videos, and we've had them on a previous podcast, where they show some stuff, and it's unexplainable. It's basically unexplainable. And, you know, there was a point where I think even the Pentagon or whoever in, in 17, when the Times finally like got down to it, they were like, can you explain this? And they were like, no. And so that was. <laughs> Sorry, we can't. That was the story then. Because before that, the government was like, ah, it's a weather balloon or stop making a big deal. There are no aliens. And then at one point they were like, oh, uh, maybe. Uh. <laughs> Not even no. It's I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so now the story is that um, there is, well, there was a UFO unit in the Pentagon, part of the Department of Defense, and they supposedly got rid of it, but basically what we know now is that department really just changed names and moved. Uh, The U.S. Senate committee report suggests that it expected to make some information public every six months. Um, One consultant to the agency briefed the U.S. Defense Department officials of some highly unusual discoveries, including items retrieved from, quote, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. I see. So that's some pretty exciting shit right there. Um, the reason why this is happening now is is basically, from a serious standpoint, we don't know some of the things that we're seeing in the sky. We don't know if it's UFOs or if it's China or Russia right. or Greece, Italy. You know, like we don't know who it is. You know, if if it's one of those countries kind of running intel on the United States. And they got some weird, fancy new drone that we don't know about. We don't know. So the idea is like if we put it out and make it public and share it with other nations and share it with people, perhaps then more will come to light and we'll find out. Like the pressure will, pressure will be on these other countries to admit if they're doing something or not, which I don't know if that would necessarily work, but that's their hope. Right. Okay, uh, the other see. thing that I find out that's pretty fascinating is... Uh, the off-world vehicles not made on this earth, one consultant told the U.S. Defense Department. So that's the really exciting stuff. Because you have you seen Bob Lazar? Have you heard of Bob Lazar, Janine? No. no. Okay, probably a lot of people haven't. There's this great Netflix piece on him. Um, Joe Rogan did one of the one of the best Joe Rogan podcasts ever was with Bob Lazar. So Bob Lazar was a scientist scientist engineer really smart dude let's put it like that 
that worked in Area 51, I think up until 1985, I believe. And he was, uh, he got tangled up in some, something. I, I can't remember what it was, but eventually he, they let him go. And uh, so then he kept his mouth shut, I think, because he kind of feared for his life for a long time because, you know, this is scary. Right. Imagine if you were working on alien ships and then you got fired one day and you were like, hey, everybody, I was unfairly fired for my alien ship working job. Like nobody. What? <laughs> no. Nobody would believe you. And I'm sure there'd be a fairly right. good amount of threats coming from the people that hired you for said alien, you know, job. Um, and that's kind of what this guy went through. And so for the longest time, he basically just kind of lived in hiding. And then some people sought him out to do this documentary. And I think he did it reluctantly. And up in, until including the time he went on Joe Rogan, which I believe was last year in 2019, he didn't really do a lot of public appearances. He did not want to talk about what he had done and what he had seen. What right. he said, and there was a lot of critics on him, like basically like, oh, this guy is kind of wacky and full of shit and his ex-wife hates him and she says he's full of shit and all that kind of stuff, which ex-wives typically do. Um, sort of ex-husbands, <laughs> you know, you never get an ex that's like, you know, who's great? My ex. They're just like an upstanding. He was wonderful. a great person. Yeah. Great, great person. Um, basically, he said that he there was a, a series, a bunch of um, alien spacecraft that he worked on. Ooh. Yeah. I have to go look at this podcast, too. It's it's a really you know what I'm going to put in the description on YouTube. So if you're listening or you're watching on Facebook, you'll have to go to the YouTube description. I'll put it in there. Uh, of the interview is really, really fascinating. And he describes in crazy detail the the aircraft and what it looked like. And, you know, he said something. Cool. I, I remember, like, you know when things stick in your mind? One thing that stuck in my mind, he said there were no right angles on the spacecraft anywhere. What? Yeah, like, no, like the table was curved and the everything there was everything was. Curved. Oh, wow. That's cool. There was no right angles on the ship anywhere, um, which I found pretty interesting. And he said that and like really, really like some things like I remember there was like one or two things where I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. But the, the way he talks about some of these things is so fascinating and in such detail. And like you'd be like, well, what else was there? And he would be like. I don't know, because I was only assigned to this right. one thing. And I, like, you know, he's like, I walked past some other stuff sometimes, you know, and I would like take a peek in. He's like, but you couldn't you couldn't ask questions. He said they never gave him a lot of information. They only gave him what he needed to know. Or and even a lot of times, like he would say he would look at something and they would ask him to break it down and he would break it down and he would like produce 200 other questions like, OK, well, why is this here? Why does that do this? Why is it? And he'd send it back to them and then he'd get back like three things. And he'd, they'd be like, don't worry about those other things. Just focus on oh. these three things like weird shit like that. Really, okay. really weird shit. Um, and everybody thought he was crazy, you know, and a lot of people wrote him off. And a lot of people treated him poorly. I think he Aww. had like the IRS up his ass for like 10, 15 years. They're kind of like. Oh, yeah, kind kind of like had him under investigation and like kind of ruined his life. And there was always like this threat on him, you know, of Poor like, guy. yeah, like be quiet, don't whatever. And I think 
for the most part, like he doesn't, he never wanted to be famous. I think he did eventually write a book, which was part of all of this like stuff. Cause I think he got a kind of a point where he was like, screw it. But he never, like, you never like, like I asked you who he was. You didn't know. I bet you half the audience doesn't know. He never sought out like this. Like, look at me. I'm the alien guy. You know, right. you don't see him. Like, like never went to like news and been like, Oh, look what I saw. Right. And you, you didn't see him like at the opening of a car dealership dressed like next to the <laughs> alien costume guy, you know, <laughs> it, that's not, he's not really out for like to gain. It was kind of more like, Hey, this is what happened to me. Right. And you should know my story kind of a deal. So Aww. he's a really interesting guy, but I bring him up because you have a guy like that and you, you, you see a story and you, you hear him tell his story on, on Rogan and nobody believes this guy and everybody calls him a wacko. And then all of a sudden, like a flick of a switch turns out he's he was, right. he was right. He wasn't lying, you know? And to this day, like nobody's ever acknowledged it. Like that's, that to me, and this is kind of like secondary, but when you when you kind of go through a story with somebody and you, you, you see what they went through, you got to kind of figure at some point somebody should like at the very least offer up a public apology to the guy. Right, exactly. You know? Like, sorry, you were right all those years. Yeah. And and like we had like government guys in suits with glass, like the men in black coming like fucking harass you and shit and... <laughs> follow you and there's strange vehicles outside of your home listening to your conversations and shit like that and you know um, his story is a crazy ones. one yeah I'll link Rogan's thing just so everybody can see it um, and finally to wrap it all up today this couple in uh, what that's what she said <laughs> this couple in Minnesota went to today is the first day of mandatory masks in Minnesota and so to uh, to show their love and appreciation for the mandatory masks, they showed up at the Walmart in Minnesota wearing swastika masks. There's the young lady right there. There she is. <laughs> Couple things about this. All right. There's, there's something wonderful about the American spirit. The American spirit is, oh, you think so? Well, let me tell you. Let me show you. Let me show you. That's the American spirit. That same beautiful spirit got us on a boat in Boston Harbor, tossing tea off the side, like, you don't want to give us representation? All right, let me show you, right? That's when it's useful. When it's not useful and really stupid is this particular case. It's it's the same American spirit. It's just wonderful. The wrong direction. Yeah, and on the opposite <laughs> opposite side of the spectrum. Like I have to wear masks. Okay, I'm gonna wear a SWAT sticker mask. It's like, well, that's not really. But did you see her reasoning? What was her reasoning? She's wearing a mask, a, a Nazi mask, because she says. She doesn't want Joe Biden to be president because then it will be like a socialist America. Right. Like a Nazi America. Right. So she's wearing a swastika mask. That makes sense. <laughs> All you have to say is one thing about the story. Walmart. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, see. Explains everything. My thing is Minnesota. 
Because well, try try pulling that shit in Brooklyn. Oh no! Like I understand you're like, oh, you're gonna make me do this. Well, then you'll see. Well, that's in Minnesota, where they, by the way, in this area of Minnesota, Marshall, from what I understand, population fifteen thousand. Oh, okay. Try doing that in Brooklyn, where there's fifteen thousand people living in one block, and see how far <laughs> you get wearing that shit. Exactly. Try try pull that in the Bronx, because you would not just dumb. Yeah, you you wouldn't make it out of the parking lot. No. So I you flexing your muscle, but you're doing it in maybe the safest space you could probably think of doing it in. Right. Just just the explanation is so dumb. It's really really dumb, and also God. it's just this anti-mask thing, which is like, it's still just not that big of a deal to put a mask on. Right. <laughs> And although like, you know, and it's crazy, like I could, again, I love a good American spirit, like I'll show you, but there's a difference between I'll show you like without, you know, taxation, without representation, there's a big difference, which is, you know, gold standard of American spirit to, you know, like this just illustrates how dumb we are as a society? Not how dumb we are as a society, but how how good things really are. You know, like the American spirit shows through and is so great in the in the Boston Tea Party moment because you're fighting for your life. Right. You know, things are so we're like okay, granted we're starting we're trying to stop a pandemic, yes, but things are so great now that you could you could pull this shit like when in March, when we shut down the country, you didn't see this shit, no. right? When everybody thought we were all going to die, you didn't see any of this. No. You know what I mean? No, I, see, I, see, I see what you're saying now, yeah. Times are good now. Things are opening back up. Yes, cases are surging. People are still dying. For the most part, we're figuring out how to overcome this global pandemic and still live in society. We're, we're kind of getting there, right, for the most part. Things are it's good. True. So you're saying, you're saying that I could wear my mask that has multiple penises on it. I mean, <laughs> it, if you want to, okay, it's going to be uh, quite the thing at the PTA meeting, or uh, you know, <laughs> at your kid's little league game, or at the dance recital. <laughs> but you can. They'll probably. That's just funny. But it's that we thing. That. It's that thing of like. Yes, we have these freedoms to do it, but you don't have to take it there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, can you do this? You sure can. But should you? No. No. <laughs> no. no. You do and, and there's no need in 2020 to prove that point. 2020. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree with you. There's no need. Like... And again, oh, you flex that muscle in Marshall, Minnesota. Try pulling that shit in Chicago or Brooklyn or no, nope. you wouldn't dare do it because, you know, somebody's going to bloody your stupid face in the parking lot like you so obviously deserve. I think even on Long Island, that even happen. on Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, God, people and, and humans and, seriously and like that that idea of like what you what you're going through right now like this is what drives me crazy 
and I've I've long had this complaint. Oh. I don't I don't love it when people go, "Oh, that person's a Nazi," or "You're being you're a Hitler." I always I, I have a little bit of a sensitivity to that. For do no you? other, I, I do. Is it because you're a Nazi? No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like you're basically talking about top number one worst thing we've kind of you know like there's very few things on that list and that's very high up there okay horrible thing a little sensitive to that we've done as a human yeah a little sensitive like as soon as somebody gets like a little weird or out of hand they're like oh what this guy's a nazi it's like no no, nazis were really bad people i'm sure whatever (laughs) piece of shit you're pointing out sucks too but like (sighs) the nazis did horrific things right you know for this couple to take that and be like, what I'm being forced to do here is so horrible. They're forcing me to throw away my American freedoms and wear a mask. So I must take this now symbol of this movement that literally gassed millions of people and ended their lives. And I'm going to wear it out in public to prove my point. It's like it makes no sense. Karen, easy. Easy. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like you could have like you said, you could have worn a mask full of penises and made the same point and not offended an entire exactly. race of people. You know what I mean? I'm still gonna wear the mask. <laughs> I'm okay with you wearing the mask. I'm uncomfortable with you sending me and my wife the masks trying to get us to wear it with you. That's where I wish you would stop. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. When we went to your house and you hand out party favors and in the bag on the bottom is a big penis mask, that's where I get a little uncomfortable if I'm going to be totally honest with you. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. I have a problem. That's just me. Where's the vagina masks? That's what I want to know, Janine. <laughs> Why are you so one-sided? It's true. And also, why are all the penises circumcised? <laughs> That's my favorite joke. That's one of my favorite jokes from The Office. <laughs> I, know. I love that show. When Robert California comes in, he goes, like, you know how people doodle? He's like, uh, he's like, some people draw things. He's like, I, I make lists. He's like, and some people just doodle. They draw penises or, or wait, no, is this The Office or is this super bad? I can't remember now. It's super bad. Is it super bad? Somebody makes the joke. When he has that like, problem of drawing penises all over. No, I also have that problem. I can see that. That I can see. But who was it? I think it was Robert California who said the penises are always circumcised and the homes are always colonials. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Which is very and it's like when he was a, like a young kid drawing a big penis. Yeah. Yeah. That was a funny scene, too. And he's like, I'm finishing up this huge, veiny one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I think we helped. uh, I think we helped the world on a lot of their issues today. I think so, too. Yeah. I think we really got a lot accomplished. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen to this. uh, Well, nothing's going to happen to this Minnesota couple, but I'm curious to see if they ever get theirs because that'll that'll be a story we'll cover for sure. I hope so. Uh, curious to see what happens with the uh, Miami Marlins and and what's going to happen. What's Tom DeLonge's next big alien discovery that's going to send us I'll all something with him? It's always something with him. 
Oh, I said I'll discover something. You Never. Know what I'm saying. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there, Janine. Uh, and then you know we're we're keeping our eye on the Golane thing. Obviously, uh, our last couple of podcasts were uh, went pretty viral, so we're not abandoning that altogether. We're just uh, there's no news. We're not going to talk about it. You know. Right. Um, so if there's anything that pops there, we'll we'll get to it. I want to congratulate okay. you on giving up drugs and taking a shower today. That was nice of you to do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Over the weekend, I became sober. No more meth for me. How was your first? How was your first weekend going viral and reading all the comments incessantly? How was it for you? It's pretty funny, actually. You were still going late last night, from what I understand. Still reading. It. Um, I was. But I have to say, like my brother said, it's so sad that these people, like it's depressing that these people would actually take the time out and comment nasty things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. So that is a little sad. It is. And also I fixed my lighting. They're going to be like, oh, now that she fixed her lighting, we could see how big of a crackhead she is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those dark more, circles. It's even oh, more they, obvious. And no, like, you know, no making faces. Can't make faces in this world. It would have been funny if you if you went the whole podcast looking like Mona Lisa like. <laughs> yes, Anthony. <laughs> I oh, will God. say, and I'm being truthful here, okay. th- there was a, a pretty sizable amount of people that came to your defense in the comments and said really lovely things about you. Mm, I think no. you're being nice right now. No, no, no. I didn't see them. No, come on. I saw, some. I saw some. I saw the one that I sent one to you. This That lady was super nice. No, she was nice. Uh, I, in fact, she was so nice. I'd like to shout her. There was a couple, though. I, I feel bad shouting out just like the one. Um, but I, what was her name? I think it was like Annie or something. Annie, yeah. <laughs> Annie called you gorgeous. That was quite lovely. Oh. She did not have to do that. No, she didn't. See, now she took time of her life to send me a positive comment. That's mm-hmm. a nice person. Yeah. That's what. That's the thing with the comments. The negative ones are a dime a dozen and useless and stupid. There are a couple okay. in there that are that are nice, and that's not to say just the nice comments are good and the bad comments are bad. But for the most part, somebody takes their time out to say, "Hey, I appreciate that. That is worth a lot because it's not in our nature to do that necessarily." You know? No, it's true. It's really not. Humans. But yeah. maybe it was the aliens writing nice comments. Could be. <laughs> Could be. And we'll keep our eye on that for sure. All right. Anything else? Uh, last words there, Janine? Famous last words. No, I'm good. You good? Play ball. We gonna, <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm working on uh, shirts. Have been for a while. They've been in the pipeline for a while. Uh, oh. cute, the cute butthole, but I'm that interested shirt. <laughs> Having a little trouble getting that design down. I got to be honest with you. I'll help you. Didn't come as easy as some of the other ones. Um, That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll leave it there. Enjoy the uh, rest of your time. Thanks so much for uh, making it this far on the podcast. 
anthonyonair.com has all our links and info rate and review on apple podcast thumbs up and share this on facebook or youtube and remember to subscribe on youtube so that uh when we do put out another episode you'll be the first to know about it when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply